1: Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, Lionel Messi has been dominating the airwaves, of yeah. course. And Andy Brasso, our European football expert, came in and saw us, so uh, we had a good chat about that. Yeah, you'll hear
1: how sympathetic I was. Yeah, too. Andy
2: was he was in tears, just like Lionel. Obviously, <laughs> um, we also uh, chatted to uh, Charlotte Nichols and Stuart Bates. What a story! What a couple! They organised the Spenny Olympics in memory of Stuart's brother, raising. A lot of money for charity by trying every sport in the Olympics we've been watching over the last 17 days or so. We had a chat, didn't we, Andy? We did, yes. And also, we, um, what else did we do? We brought you some Clips of the Week pewter. Lovely. I think that's just about that it. That is it. Here yeah. it is. <laughs> well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy.
1: Good afternoon, Paul, and good afternoon, everybody. And uh, sales of uh, needles and wool have soared after Tom Daly. Uh, showed us his knitwear that he made during the yeah Olympics. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And his see. little pouch for his medal. Yeah, it was very shy. I can see a pattern emerging there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. blimey. There you go. we have gone could. early with a birthday <laughs> spray, haven't we? I thought I'd get in early. So you were working on a few, were <laughs> you? <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Leonor Messi's speech was very moving, wasn't it? A very moving thing. But not for me, I'm <laughs> no, afraid.
2: No, I, 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 <laughs> I was waiting for that. I thought, blimey, well. I wow. thought it was pathetic. I oh, mean, OK. Fair
1: enough. No, basically if you want to stay there, if you love it so much, if you really don't want to leave, then work for five grand a week or ten grand a week instead of the... Can they afford that? (laughs) I'm not sure sure they can. I think they can just about. I just don't get it. You know, if if you really wanted to stay, you could have stayed. You know, and in the end, I still think it's best for both parties. But we'll see what happens. Mm. And he'll go back; they'll never be forgotten there. So, in a couple of years, when he's finished playing, he'll be a big ambassador for the club. he yeah. may him go back and manage them. We well, talked about yes, going back to live yeah. there. His family are very yeah, happy there, think, aren't they? You know, I thought it was a bit over teary myself, but there okay, we go. Okay, fair, fair enough. About. You're not caught up in the moment, Andy. Well, you know, I, you're I, a hard man. I am a hard man. Hmm. <laughs> That's basically, basically, the way I see it, James Madison's tattoo. Have you seen that? No, it's more like a, a chapter from a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really long. It's a what lot it, of what is it? A lot of writing. There's a lot of writing there. It says, "Hold on, I have to look. Oh, these light's not good here. Yeah, enjoy the little things in life because uh, one day you may look back and realise they're the big things. All okay. well, right, well, I wouldn't want that on a card. I wouldn't want that on a card and that on my body? <laughs> i hate those platitudes i can't stand those people keep putting them up on instagram and social media and it's you know where you can live your life just shut up
2: just really, it's not your thought is it somebody else's Chelsea haven't even lost a game yet Chelsea haven't even lost a game yet and he's off and Lionel messi's getting it uh, i got it wrong earlier on it yeah. was not uh it's a burton player uh, I just saw the name of a Burton player There, I thought, um, mm, yeah. you know, he's a young lad. He's making his way in the game. Well, no, he's always yeah. 23. He may be looking for a career in the world of TV. He's yeah. Ryan Leake. It's a good... L-E-A-K. He's yeah. Ryan Leek. And um, I thought maybe we could find some TV formats uh, for Ryan this afternoon. Plug uh,
1: those leaks. A plumber goes round to the
2: family and makes sure all the don't worry about no, it. You really thought to through it have you. No. Sprung a leak, I thought of, which is where he's in jail, and you've got to get him out. <laughs> That's good. That's not bad. That would be good. That dying, could be a whole series. Dying for a leak, which looks at the, uh, the, the funeral director's business through uh, through <laughs> Go on, then we'll just see if we can find some TV formats for. Uh, but there was a lot of talksport. Com text eight ten eighty nine tweet ts H&J um, so again I just looked up and I thought it said John Sargent's going to have a medical at Norwich <laughs> John Sargent so the, blo- the bloke from Strictly, on Strictly. <laughs> about 70 isn't he I mean look he could do yeah, a job very well I'm yeah. sure he could do a job but now it's Josh Sargent I do apologise my, wa- my watch has just said try standing up I've only just sat down <laughs> so it's ten past one so your watch should say don't be so horrible <laughs> exactly. what your watch should tell yeah. so, oh, uh, well, yes, um, so let us know to... Ryan Leake this afternoon And uh, the Imps player I saw, the Lincoln player, a a fantastic name, Connor McGrandles, and I think we're going to do this weekend. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I might Connor McGrandles. It's a bit one for the kids here. It's a bit (laughs) rambling, Sid Rumpole, isn't it? Yeah, it's really. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing this evening? (laughs) Well, you know, you know, I might Connor McGrandles. I just (laughs) haven't got round to it, but I might do it this evening. Yeah, okay, sorry, Connor, if you're listening,
1: (laughs) finger of fun, just a bit of. Anyway, Andy, you, you Andy, may yeah. remember that I was quite distraught at the start of the Olympics that WPC 56, the final episode, five of five, yeah, <laughs> five, the fifth of five, yeah, was going to be delayed. It just disappeared, but uh, some today, 145. It is, I'm indebted to the listeners who've yeah, been telling uh, L, me.
2: That. I was, L, uh, JP the goon has just told you, and it's today, 145. So, are uh, you not watching mm. it live though, are you? Because otherwise, no. I'll be insisting you take a cut five grand a week, like Lionel Messi. <laughs> you yeah, just sit here I and would, watch, I'd the, be, I'd I'd be what, minus if I did that. Shall I put it on well you want to enjoy it properly later no no on. I want to enjoy it properly okay. later I don't want any spoilers <laughs> daytime telly carrying on like it's the soprano. <laughs> well maybe I don't
1: know it might be brilliant anyway well, now, can I just no, congratulate the Daily Star for not you know I have a thing I've got a bee in my bonnet about when tabloid newspapers come up with a funny headline and then it, and they feel the need sort of to explain, explain it, it yeah. well they didn't they, their headline was oh my god I'm thrilled Kenny Actually, if you know about South Park, you know what that is. Yeah, I, uh, they didn't bother to explain it. They just put the headline in. Our,
2: our... Maybe it was an oversight. <laughs> yes,
1: probably was.
2: Maybe it was an yeah. oversight. That was amazing, though, wasn't it? It was one of the great oh, I mean, yeah. Because I'd watched watched him the day before, and it looked like there was nothing down for him, you know, the, the way he qualified. Mm. And then to go off the way he did, what a sensation he is. That was quite amazing. Boxing what a great family! As well. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. surely the genes I've got to be a future Olympic. Oh, champion. Yeah, old Albie, he's got no, pressure his, on him there. He probably didn't have any stabilizers on the first time he got on a bike. He just probably took to it yeah, straight, straight away. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you
4: think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. We've seen pictures on our screens earlier on of of a sort of four by four sitting outside what looked like a hotel. So we take it. They're not doing it for fun. It's because Lionel Messi's about to get into it and fly to Paris. No, he's going motorbike and sidecar. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Wallace and Gromit.
3: (laughs) Well,
4: we don't know it's that car. I mean, remember when uh, Jude Bellingham signed for Dortmund? Dortmund sent four different cars to the airport to confuse the journalist's. And that was Jude Bellingham. I yeah. mean, I, I realise he's, he's a player going in the right direction. He was a 16-year-old signing from Birmingham City.
2: Yeah, so. that is a very good point there. And Andy Brass was with us, European football expert. And uh, it's obviously, it's, it's just dominated the last few days. I mean, how quickly do you expect it to be concluded? Uh, anyway, he's definitely going to... He's not going to Spurs, is he? No. 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 <laughs> what they, a story, did, what a story that was, apparently. What a story that was.
4: I think it would be nice if he did the Maradona route and at least did a testimonial in yeah. the shirt. That would that, be, that, nice, that, yeah. be sweet. That would follow the Argentinian number 10 lineage. Um, but it looks like it's happening pretty quickly. I mean, of course, I can understand people seeing the press conference yesterday, which was... A hard watch. Mm. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, and you'd have to have a pretty hard heart not to to, to feel a, a bit of sympathy for him. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. and he's very like hard-hearted. Yeah, exactly, hard exactly. Hard. exactly. Just Do you know how much he's question? going to earn?
1: at PSG is going to be on eight hundred and fifty million a week. Uh, sorry, six hundred and fifty. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're out there. Six hundred people believe <laughs> so, yeah. it. No, sorry, that's rubbish. Six hundred and fifty thousand a week. 650 grand a yeah, week. Yeah, I wouldn't is that too sorry for him. You know? It's yeah. not like, oh he's, got, oh, he's got to move to Barthes. He's got to go and live in Paris. Oh, how terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs>
2: you know, he's, he's not going he's up not, the he's... chimneys, is he? No, exactly. No, I mean, no. Oh, look, I know, but that's not the point, yeah. is it, really? It's all it's, relative. It's, it's,
4: it's not, and mm. I think the shock of it was quite clear. And I think if you looked at him, just him, you'd think, how is he in the position to make any sort of decision at the moment? Well, fortunately, he's got a lot of people around him to do that, and they're already a long way down the road to picking up the contacts that they had last year when, as he mm. opened up and said himself, he definitely wanted to leave. What I think is so interesting about this situation, I was saying it to Danny on Trans-Europe Express last night, the fact that we feel like, to say that the whole era is governed by Messi and Ronaldo, as it feels like this era of football, football is, a lot of people have a very definite handle on what sort of person or what sort of personality they think Cristiano Ronaldo is. Mm. Messi... Not so much. No. It's just the football. I think in these last two summers, in fact, in two particular moments, that Ruben Uriah interview last summer where he said, I'm staying, but I don't want to. Mm. And this one where he's stood on a stage for, for 20 minutes talking about how he's basically been turfed out. We've learned more about Messi in those, or well, less than an hour, mm. than we have in like the other, what, 17, 18 years of his career, really. Yeah. It's really interesting. And at last, I think the public is starting to get a little bit of what motivates him and what he's about. Not hearsay, not supposition, mm. not what sort of a guy mm. we think he is from looking at him on the pitch, but actually finding out what really motivates him. Now, yeah. I, I think that's really interesting.
1: But what was to stop him saying, look, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just work for five grand a week, say. So,
4: you he know, can't, I'll... because even even if he was to do that, the club would feel some sort of financial benefits. And on the accounts the maximum drop you can take is 50% of what you were getting paid the last year. Mm. So it it, it wouldn't have counted for tax purposes. Which he
1: offered to be very often that,
4: didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. and it it wouldn't have... That that was the minimum he could take, basically, for Mm. accounting purposes. He could have taken less, but Barcelona wouldn't have felt the benefit. And the idea that this is somehow Messi's fault or some of the other players, and of course Barcelona in the Trofeo, Joan Gamper, which is their traditional curtain raiser. Last night they played Juventus, beat them 3-0, they are pretty good actually, Mm. on a good Juventus side. Memphis Um, scored, didn't he? He did, in the the, the third minute, so did did Martin Brathwaite, the real saviour. And Mm. uh, it was interesting to see some players getting booed, including particularly Miralem Pjanic, who arrived last year for around €65 million Euros and just barely scratched the surface of the team. And Samuel Umtiti, who, of course, the World Cup-winning defender, has made some big contributions to Barcelona, but has really struggled with his fitness. And the, the fact that they were getting booed, mm. this idea that they're somehow responsible for the bad yeah. management of the club, or, you know, Umtiti's responsible for his, his creaking body, it's just absolutely ludicrous. And Umtiti actually left before they even got presented with the the little trophy at, at, at the end because mm. he, was, he was quite upset it, by it. He responsible
1: for their recruitment because it has been absolutely dire, hasn't it? I mean, the money they've
4: wasted is incredible. But it's, it's not just this era, is it, Andy? I mean, you can go back to when Pep Guardiola was there and the you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic-Samueletto deal was extraordinary, and it looks worse actually as the years go by, just less people focus on it because they've made so many incredible transfer mistakes since. It's not just the fees for Usman Dembélé or for Felipe Coutinho, it's the wages. Mm. They're the continuous expense, they're what you're lumbered with, they're what means that you can't get rid of the players going forward. I mean, I think we talked about it last week, there was a hilarious article in, I think it was um, Sport or Mundo Deportivo about um, eight, nine days ago, where the headline was like, Griezmann um, and um, Coutinho no longer on on sale by Barcelona. Barcelona take them off sale. And then three paragraphs down, it's no one will take them. Yeah. Because they cost so much money. Mm. And that's where they are at the moment. I think there's just been so little reality check. If you look what a shock it was to Messi... Mm. It's like the club haven't fully understood the compromises, the very difficult compromises that they're going to have to make. You look at the deal that might take Pjanic back to Juventus, the deal that could have taken Griezmann back to Atletico, maybe in a swap with Saul. I still think maybe somewhere down the line something's possible there. But Barcelona going, well, we're not going to pay any of Griezmann's wages. We're not going to pay any of Pjanic's wages, and he costs this much everyone knows you're over a barrel.
2: Yeah, yeah You know, th- those
4: clubs like Atletico and Juventus can just say, well, that's fine, we'll, we'll leave it then yeah. because you need this deal more than we do. And is, is, they've known that for a long time and Barcelona have not been prepared to mm. come to terms with that.
2: Is it slightly a failure of the structure? You know, various presidents come in with big promises to sign big players and we're going to win the title and the... Champions League and we're going to be better than Real Madrid and Real Madrid are in the same situation but with Barcelona you know the the, the fans the owners the socios they they want success you know, they're not complaining when they're signing all these great players mm. and mortgaging the club to a hill. And there is a pressure on these presidents because they, you know, they're only as good as their last signing or their last season. So the structure itself is, is kind of... But they don't sign part, what they need. They sign a load the of forwards.
1: What's the point of signing?
2: Like yeah, because of they're exciting players. Everybody wants to see play. You know, they're, they're, they're sort of sexy team game. you a team. Have a team.
4: Oh, no, no, you're, you're right, Andy. And I think what's the interesting thing is they always used to laugh at Real Madrid during the Galacticos era, going, look at them. It's so vulgar. Mm. They're six million a year on Figo and Beckham and Zidane. We produce our own players. We're more than a club. They've become what they took the mickey out of and what they hated. Actually, when you go back to some of the successful signings, like um, Luis Suarez, who cost a fortune, but obviously paid for himself, like Neymar. And bear in mind that the Neymar transfer was the subject of a criminal complaint and people went to prison over it. Mm. You know, that's where they were because they spent more than they said they did on that and there was hidden money diverted in that and you know that's that's uh, the stuff of legal record is this a proper reboot is- though
2: Andy because uh, mm. he's, he's done the job before he's come in now mm. and he's obviously explained to all the fans just how bad things are it's much worse than even he thought when he actually looked at all the books well,
4: that's it he's explaining it to himself
2: yeah so he's now got to pick up the pieces but there'll still be the fans if they're fourth or fifth and getting a, you know being beaten in games the fans are going to be
4: on his back and you know he'll be out next they want another president who's going to deliver a bit of glory to them uh, it's, it's going to be really tough. And um, he's lucky he's got uh, three years at it. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's really going to need every, every one of those three years because, um, as you said, the, the hole is much deeper than he thought it was. Um, he's not prepared to discuss all the figures because the big figures that he did discuss, like without Messi, they're still spending 95% of revenue on wages. They're horrific enough. I don't think you need to know much more. But, you know, you look at after Rosset and the Neymar thing, then you get to Bartomeu, the last president. And the problem is... Everyone who wanted a raise got it. And every club out there knows, whether they're Accrington, Stanley or Juventus, you can't pay all your players the same. And also, once you're paying a certain amount to big players something has to give somewhere down the line you can't give everyone what they want whereas that's exactly what's happened at Barcelona players have been able like Busquets like Ter good players really good players have been able to call out the club and say this is what I want and then you bring on Griezmann on nearly 30 million a year and Pjanic on 14 million a year and you're just
0: beyond stuck The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from
2: TalkSport. Bit of an insight into what Mm. managers go through when transfers seem to be taking a long time. Uh, Tony Mowbray, the Blackburn uh, manager, uh, because Adam Armstrong didn't play at the weekend, it's like he's going to Saints, as Fletcher was telling (laughs) us. He said. He said at the time at the weekend, clubs are interested in Adam. He's a fantastic kid. There's no criticism of him because he's done his very best for us. He's finding it difficult. This situation won't be allowed to go on for three or four weeks. There'll be a cut-off point. We're arguing over a few quid here. Pay the asking price and just get it done. If he had three years left on his deal, no one will get him for less than twenty-five million pounds. If you're a big Premier League club, just pay the money. <laughs> it's just the exasperation of having yeah. a player that you can't play that because you know he's leaving. Uh, and then, the, you know, they're they're arguing over it's a few quins. I know it is negotiation, but then you get other players that are caught mm. up in it and you get managers that are caught up in it and he's probably got a point, you know, uh, mm. just a bit of frustration spilling out. Good point. Yes. Uh, anything else you want to talk about,
1: Andy? Uh, somebody wrote to The Times, I think it was today, mm-hmm. with, saying about regional accents for commentators. He said, uh, find me a commentator with a Cornish or Devonshire accent. I mean... I could only think of Simon Mann, the uh, cricket commentator. But yeah. it, it, it probably isn't it. here comes Jason Kenny. We <laughs> <get> to get. <laughs> what can happen? Is it really? I <laughs> think people
2: say ooh-ah, <laughs> Andy.
1: From, no idea. I'm
2: looking at our producers from that part of the world. He didn't. Yeah. didn't go it down from at all. the posh part. Listen to him. Oh, a, the posh part. He's got no accent <laughs> from the at all. posh part of talking. He claims to be from Devon. We should get Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker could be doing that. But Charlie has got an accent. Charlie, you
1: can hear Charlie's West Country burr.
2: Yeah who are (laughs) goodness me nothing's moved on from the Bowmans is it really nothing
1: moving on look out for
2: a, 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 a church home football club Uh, Andy, their shirts are going to be flying off the shelves, I guess, with uh, uh, teenage uh, girls, because Mm. uh, Justin Bieber, if that's still his audience, I guess it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not 60-year-old real old drinkers, is it? They tend (laughs) not to buy the album uh, with their specific gravity meters. Um, Yeah, so Justin turned out the other day for Church Home Football Club in L.A., and uh, it's quite a distinctly black shirt, so I think... People would be trying to buy him off the website, oh, yes, they, nice. wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, it's nice.
1: The little piece under the photo said, I still reckon his singing is better than his ball skills. Yeah, he's a professional singer. It's not professional football. What's no. the point of even saying that? OK, I think you're taking it a touch to, literally. Oh, yeah.
2: Did you enjoy the work of the French uh, marathon runner who knocked all the water off the table? <laughs> Did you did you enjoy that? <laughs> well, I didn't. It was cheating. It was he kinda, we kinda absolutely needs to, appalling, he really. He needs to explain himself, doesn't he? Uh, More had uh, He needs to explain why he did it, because he hasn't so far. Well, it's clear why he did it. He didn't want anybody else behind
1: him. Yeah. have a drink well, <laughs> I think you'll find it he knocked uh, the, he carefully knocked the whole lot off except the last he have, one
2: he might have looked at it and thought not that one not that one not that one that, that one looks alright but yeah. um, the thing is it, it kept, the way Kipchoge runs I mean he could have done that all day he could have given Kipchoge a load of rock cakes to eat during yeah. the race no
1: but Kipchoge was ahead of, of him I think he was he was yeah. more going for the the minor medals, you know, the sort of bronze, I think, and hoping that might help it. But so
2: not a great fair play moment in your eyes. Not really, no. I thought yeah. it was
1: pretty, pretty poor effort
2: by him, <laughs> it really. Did look, <laughs> it did look quite spectacular. Should we spare a thought today in the world of golf? Um, I don't know if you saw this uh, story on the PGA Tour. Siwoo Kim, he was uh, playing at a tournament. He was a par three. Uh, that he found himself on at the uh, WGC FedEx St Jude Classic. A par three over... WG
1: Grace. <laughs> no, not the WGC. Uh,
2: and, uh, yes, he, he, had, he was over, it was over a bit of water. Par three mm. uh, over water, just a little island there. Right. Thirteen. Oh, dear. Thirteen on a That's par good, three, it, really? the 11th. High score recorded and highest on a par three on the tour since 1983. Put five in the water. He seemed to keep aiming for the same bit of water he was just drawn to it (laughs) just so, to the kind of right of the pin but obviously not on the yeah, green as the brain goes though in sport we've seen it yeah. you, know, you just get scrabbled and you
1: just keep doing the same thing over and over again mm. what are you going to do uh, talking of things continuing uh, Marie Gosney and Les Holt uh, have been writing letters to the Sun for 20 years I know because I've cut them all out I know you have yeah uh, and it's still happening 50 quid for Marie today for this congratulations to Ant McPartlin and Anne-Marie Corbett on getting married what's he got to do with you Marie you don't even know them <laughs> The photo of Ant punching the air with happiness next to his new wife is a delight to see, and it's great to yeah. see him so happy after all he's been through. Well, thank you very much. Look, if you could well just, worth
2: 50 quid well, that. Look, If Isn't you that... could just corner the market in those kind of make people happy type pronouncements in letters, you'd, you'd be coining it in as well. She's you know, she's managed it, you haven't. Uh, Ant is going to love WPC 56. <laughs> very exciting, says all Steve good, Baker. Like, I, can't I think wait. people have gone out their way to watch no it today. Uh, no spoilers. Les yeah. says there's
1: no sign of legend Clint Eastwood slowing down at 91 as he he plays a rodeo ace in his new movie, Crime Match. That's just a matter of fact, Les, as usual. Clint is incredible. I can't see him putting away many more punks, even at 100. You, you can about?
2: see him doing that. Oh, you yeah, you
1: can... can. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> I can't see it, really.
2: You're going to destroy someone's letter. Read it properly, Andy. You've got to read it properly. I know.
1: It's great, isn't it?
2: <laughs> um, anything else? Oh yes, yeah, so I've got. Uh, we we are some TV formats today for Ryan Leek of oh, yeah. um, of Burton Albion. You've been supplying those uh, this afternoon. Uh, which other ones have we got here? Uh, clips of the leak. Uh, Ryan and Alan Brazil try to pronounce difficult foreign names. That one came in from uh, Scott. That was the leak that was. Yeah, that's one for the teenagers from Justin. Uh, for Plumbers, where they discuss leaks that have been fixed in the... You're got... you going to watch these shows. I mean, <laughs> no. Justin, you have to think about whether these are actually watchable. Um, what else have we got? Hide and Leak, uh, Ryan, American <laughs> footballer Carlos Hyde. I bet you had to look him up. Oh, I bet you did, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. i got to find someone called Hyde. Called Hyde. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go on the hunt for hidden We've treasure. All done it. That's got <laughs> a chance. That could make daytime after WPC. 56. Let's be honest, I couldn't
1: do the birthday spread without Google. <laughs> no, that's no. I think
2: you you would be oh, you
1: would be in trouble. Well, I I used to. Uh, Andrew Strauss is. Uh, I mean, he's making a good point about the the. the players going to Australia to the Ashes and mm. their families not being able to go I think it would be the best thing the way Australia is at the moment to cancel the Ashes will be a jolly good idea I think but anyway things can change over the next couple of months but he says that our batsmen aren't robots who can just rack up runs so i was mm. thinking what a pity can we get a couple of robots for Thursday at Lord's
2: <laughs> we really could do with them honestly that'd be great
1: wouldn't it yeah <laughs> you know that one from the Olympic basketball that he'd be quite good I think do you want any robot cricketers? he have less moving parts
2: than Rory Burns we don't we don't want robot key, do we? That we don't want I could just no, no, I just see don't. the whole thing peering in the screen and me being disappointed. Fair Unless enough. it's and cyborg Jones. No, it's not even bother. Let's not even not even bother. Talksport.com to go on then. Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine tweet ts and j uh, something that uh, there's a, um well done to Jason Meller writing for the Sun at the weekend mm-hmm. because uh, he came up it was his match report on the Swansea's uh, game and but I think he's come up with a show that I think could make a, a good a good te- a good TV show title hey what is it because he said Russell Martin's reign at Swansea got off to a stinker courtesy of ready for it Stephen Bender's comedy clanger. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Stephen Bender was in goal, obviously, but just the idea of saying, well, what's a, what are We're going to watch on telly tonight. Do you know, it's this new show. It's called yeah. Stephen Bender's Comedy Clanger. I love it's got the title. It Saturday Night written all it over. Has, it has. You can see it. If it was Michael McIntyre's Comedy Clanger, we'd all be watching yeah. it. Wouldn't we? Why shouldn't Stephen Bender get a look in? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yep, we are still mining that dusty old box of mini-discs that popped up a little Istanbul, while ago. And uh, <laughs> the, the producer is digitising him, I think, with his old mini-disc player from about 15, 20. He, he's done a sterling job with this. He things. has, and he's found a way to do it. And uh, so, look, we've not heard these since 2009. July, August 2009, a lot of very familiar voices. And this first one, only quite timely, because it's Big Alan hmm. talking Barcelona.
1: Barca present, for instance, um, Laporta. He said that has a strategic strategy.
2: Fetch a cloth. So. <laughs> I said, I yeah, Laporta, he's back in. It's that long ago. He's gone. He's come back <laughs> it's, again. It's true. Over
1: to Alan's long-time breakfast show co-host Ronnie Arani now, having a bit of a funny turn during a competition. Or is it C? Mark Butcher takes the word "giggit" followed by your answer A, B, or C. I, I think that's boycott supposed to be Geoffrey <laughs> Bodger. <Boycott. Sure.
2: laughs> got a bit, got a bit I weird. recognised Yeah, it was basically to a bit like Jeff. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> Ian Collins and a caller having a right old ding-dong. So what? Mean? So what? He's a thief. So, so what? What do you so, mean, you so mean, what? Out how, sorry, I've got to ask this, Lee. How On a scale of 1 to 10, be yes. honest with
0: me, how stupid are you? What do you mean, how stupid? I'd say uh, 8 out of 10. You're that stupid, are you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brilliant. dear me! Ian, we still see Ian every day. Yeah, I talk radio. Is yeah, that's right. Uh, sticking with the callers, here's one to Mike Graham.
0: These ignorant people that phone you up and random and rave on—you're no. dead right again. Thank Listen, me. I'm going to blow off now.
2: <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for telling us. Um, the, the moose now with some transfer news. Sports update.
1: Manchester City have new signings in their sights after completing Carlos's Tevez's move. Carlos', <laughs> Carlos Tevez's. Tevez
2: for all your Tevez needs. I love Come Tevez. to Carlos's
1: Tevez's. <laughs> yes, and that's what we like to call a bit of a Tanya Snug situation.
3: Thank you very much. Good morning. Russia denies claims it has compromising information about Donald Trump.
2: <laughs> Donald's <laughs> Donald's Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. She, she never could hear it, could she? No. Anyway, back to the moose. and Maybe uh, we'll have more luck with the swimming news. Well,
1: Great Britain swimmer Carrie ann Payne has added to that gold medal. She was the winner today of the 10-metre open water race at the World Championships.
2: Wouldn't take long, <laughs> would it? 10 metres. <laughs> 10 me, it's aren't <laughs> even worth jumping in, is it? Maybe jumping straight out again. It's true.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize that. This is special guest, legendary former golfer Ian Woosnam, with a famous old saying.
0: He's the sort of guy who can grind it out. So, sort of like what Podrick Carrington can do a little bit, when, he, when, when, the, when the tough gets tougher, he gets tougher.
2: Well, yeah, that's when the tough <laughs> gets tough. He's a Billy Ocean, he was in touch. Yeah. When the tough gets tougher, he gets tougher. Uh, time to cross over to Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues. Here's a text message. Hi, Nige. Got lucky last night. Yeah, we don't need to know that, mate. <laughs> Stick to the fishing.
1: <laughs> Here's Alan Brazil talking boxing. Something tells us he had food on his mind.
2: Yeah, for the fighters, Wants uh, Ricky, don't retire.
1: Mm, Nicky, what about um, cricket? Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? But I just, I just feel Ricky wants to go out in a glaze of blo- uh,
2: glory, you know. Glaze, glaze of, of glory. <laughs> glaze of glory. <laughs> uh, this is Andrew McKenna with a shock statement. Sports update. I'm here for the big challenge. If it was for the money, I could have gone elsewhere easily. Oh, you say that. You say that, Macca. Still here working for us on the, on the rugby, doing fine work at the weekend. That was, they always were
1: funny, those. So it,
2: it, yeah. it was a fashion,
1: wasn't it, in news reading where you'd, you'd put the headline...
2: There was one we had years ago, wasn't it, where she, yeah. said, uh, she said, I'm Robin Chernoff, a very evil woman. But it was uh, the first line of a quote from a, a court case. We'll find that for you one day. She's, She's not, j- by the way. She never is. Anyway. Lovely. This is our legendary
1: voice of golf, Bob... Bupka, chatting to Adam Brazil. To give himself a chance, and, and he raced that uh, first putt by. Was and, that the first time, he though, found in many, out, many homes, uh, Bob, that he raced a putt yeah, by? Yeah, I know, I know. For when me, for me, that, me I know, don't know way, to take it uh, away from, from there, me. Uh, I want to end away He'd from the Bob but for off. me.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> well, doing? I know him so well, <laughs> were not they? One of them should have given away there. Surely? <laughs> well, I think it was the delay. The delay, yeah, Andy, right, was the problem. Okay. Uh, here's our mate Ian Danter giving out the contact details: double two, double three, double four, text eight ten eighty nine, email through the website at talksport. No, no, dot dot. <laughs> doing it in Morse code as well. What is out kid, there kid. likes it in Morse code. And finally, also giving
1: out a number, it's Keith Arthur and a caller on Fisherman's Blues. Do you want a phone number for him? Uh, yes, please, if you okay. don't mind. No, of course I don't mind. It's 01236... <phone rings> 737... Sorry? 737...
2: Yep. 577. Seven. Hey, so the number, I think I put in the wrong digit there, to be honest with you, right? Oh, you didn't, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Do it all again then. Why deep, not? Deep, deep, <laughs> It was good that, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so there we are, there's uh, some more clips for you from uh, 2009. And uh, we'll bring you another clips of the week pewter. So they're they're, they're not curated. That's just how they went out, walked and all on that day. But we'll bring some more uh, next week. Um, you keep Dalek Randall. We don't want any more of them. We've told you <laughs> Randall Crichton <laughs> Tender Scarter. Not the way that Mike Parry says it, of course. If <laughs> so we can find that clip for you at some point. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Stu Brumhill's been in touch uh, and I mentioned uh, earlier on that I was quite surprised it was 10 weeks for a calf and uh, Stu rather facetiously mm. but quite humorably, as well as Stuart would say Says, um, that thing about how uh, quickly players return, Now quickly they can return to action. Don't mess about with physios, doctors. Just select a fan with a similar injury and see how quick Dave was able to return to walking back from the pub <laughs> of an evening with a calf. It's got well, a Dave, point, is not it? Dave had a calf and he was back walking to and from the pub within about two weeks. It's a fair point, Steve, but ten weeks, come on, ten weeks for a calf. It it's got to be a bad one, is not it? Well, obviously, yeah. Properly done. It. Anyway, um, I'm sure uh, feeling uh, aches and pains and possible injuries are our next two guests I believe they spoke to uh, Johnny Owen and Mark Webster while we were away on holiday to set up the idea that they were going to attempt every sport they were going to take part in every sport that we were about to see during the Olympics and they did it in a very similar time frame (laughs) 17 days it's an amazing thing Uh, well they've done them now so they've got stories to tell Charlotte Nicholas and Stuart Bates good afternoon to you both Good, afternoon. good afternoon, boys. Did you get through this without any, uh, Charlotte, without any sort of serious injury? Are you okay? Is it just sort of aches and pains?
3: Yes, we did. We survived, but okay. We're struggling to walk a bit today as we did the marathon yesterday, but I'm not quite sure how Stuart didn't injure himself. He fell off a horse. He fell off a bike. He's fallen off everything he could fall off, but he thankfully is okay.
1: Oh, that's good. There's so many different events. I mean, this must have taken a massive amount of time to set up.
0: Yeah, so we have got spreadsheets that would give accountants nightmares. They, Yeah, they're ridiculous. We started to plan it and it just grew and grew and grew. We kept finding more sports, which meant we needed different clubs, different coaching, different venues. So, yeah, the logistical side was a headache. But once we got started 17 days ago, it became more of a headache. <laughs> it's yeah. just... Ridiculously
1: hard. (laughs) Certain questions you're dying to ask. For example, the Greco-Roman wrestling. Did you wrestle each other or did you find somebody (laughs) else to wrestle?
0: Uh, Yeah, so we did every single sport together including the greco-roman which was yeah it was just a sweaty mess if i'm honest we <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> drew the line at boxing because uh we're both very competitive and charlotte would have battered me for sure so <laughs> we took the easier option i fought a guy that's not lost in 30 fights and i'm a 51 year old window cleaner and you can all imagine how that ended up yeah, yeah. Right.
2: charlotte who did you fight
3: Um, I fought a kickboxer from the same club who's recently taken up boxing and she was very scary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you, I mean, the kumite in the karate, uh, Claire Balding's Eye, for example, people liked it. Did you do that one as well?
3: Yeah, we did that. If it was in the Olympics, we did it. But we really enjoyed the karate, actually. It was really good.
2: Yeah. I mean, the scope of it, this is the thing, isn't it? You've got to do everything from artistic gymnastics with your ribbon uh from sort of bmx through to modern pentathlon i mean how, how was your synchronized swimming? yeah well, uh, so, so all of our all everything
0: that we did is available on our social media right. at spin olympics and i would urge people to look particularly <laughs> at our synchronized swimming and our rhythmic gymnastics they are tender they're heartfelt they will bring <laughs> a tear to the eye i promise you we are shocking at all of these events and it was never ever the point we are we're armchair fans what we've done is We have done it for every other armchair fan so that they don't have to. The Olympians are Olympians for a reason. Mm. Uh, They're incredible. We're not, but go and have a look at us. It was great fun trying.
1: You've raised an enormous amount of money. Fantastic. Presumably much more than you thought you would.
3: Yeah, it's been ridiculous. We've raised £138,000 so far. Wow. And our original target was 10000 so we've been absolutely blown away by the amount of support we've had, but it's not enough. Motion urine disease is still out there, it's still fatal in every case, and we'll keep going until a cure is found and there's enough money to do that.
2: It's it's uh, in uh, memory of your brother, Stuart, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is. So my brother Spencer, Spenny, uh, he was known to everybody. That's why it became the Spenny Olympics. So Spenny and I are just both the world's biggest sports fans. We adore all sports. And every four-year cycle, we would sit and we would watch the Olympics. We'd watch every single event and we'd sit there like most, most blokes do. We would criticise absolutely everybody. Um, so this, bringing it all together, us doing every event, it, it, it incorporates my brother's two favourite things that were sport and watching his other brother suffer. And, <laughs> okay. yeah, we, he would be absolutely loving just how much pain we've been in throughout all of this and how bad we were. Yeah.
2: And it, re- I was saying say, it's, it's, it's a, a disease that needs lots of support because we, when we spoke to Doddy Weir a couple of years back, we were quite surprised here that the so many of the treatments, nothing's really moved on. You're talking about 20-, 20, 25-year-old treatments for motor neuron disease.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So particularly in the 10 years since my brother passed away, they now know where to go looking much better. They're, they're, they're working on sort of repurposing existing drugs that will alleviate the symptoms in the short term before a cure can be found. And that would be massive for MND sufferers around the world. Mm. And it just comes down to money. It just comes down to money for research and for clinical trials. It takes a lot of money. They're not a well-funded charity. They need every penny. So anything that anybody gives will make a huge difference.
2: And sport has shone a light on the disease because of Doddy and and Ron Burrow and Stephen Darby as well, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. So yeah, those three guys have just been incredible ambassadors for this charity. they've approached their their illnesses with such courage and such humility they're they're lovely guys um and they've raised an awful lot of money but you know it it needs everybody a collective effort on top of that just to provide enough money that these scientists can go out there and one day hopefully in the near future the diagnosis i'm really sorry you have motor neuron disease can be followed with but this is what we can do for you these mm-hmm. are the treatments um, and just to bring some hope to that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Charlotte, going back to this uh, reading about your efforts, apparently the windsurfing was a bit tricky for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were doing the windsurfing on a stocked fishing reservoir. It has trout and carp and all the horrible big fish and I have a massive fish phobia and I was on the windsurf I was okay and then a dead fish that was sort of floating on top of the water just came up sort of to my board and I just absolutely lost it and it was so embarrassing we had cameras there filming and been rescued by the rib but on our by the coach that had been teaching us how to do it and there's videos of me all across America crying and sobbing over a fish but yeah. <laughs> We got back out, we got back on the board and we had a race and I won the gold. This would have made
1: a very good documentary. I know you filmed it, but you know, for for a TV well, it, company it would have been very interesting. I
0: think it would an incredible documentary. So I think what we're gonna to have to do now is we're gonna to have to take on the Winter Spenny Olympics and get <laughs> someone. <to pick laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Up. There's nothing wow. I want more now than to see to see Charlotte do the ski jump. That is my lifetime <laughs> ambition. <laughs> have
2: you got have you got a taste for any of the sports, do you? Is there anything you've thought of? I'll I'll come back to that? I quite enjoyed that
0: yeah loads of them so it was the brilliant opportunity just to try all those sports that you see once every four years and think well that looks like fun so water polo was amazing Mm. handball when we turned up at handball knowing nothing about the game um the coach there said right the first thing i want you to know that this is a game where we encourage you to foul your opponent and it was it was like i had a hallelujah moment it's the sport (laughs) i've been looking for my entire life (laughs) i've played every sport that way up until this point but yeah we loved the rowing We loved the sailing, we loved the volley, but there were so many things. The boxing I adored. I got absolutely battered, but I adored it. Um, So, yeah, we'll return to lots of
2: these things. And what about the shooting, uh, Charlotte? What did you make of that?
3: Oh, the shooting was brilliant. We went down to Bisley to the National Shooting Centre and did all four of the disciplines. And, yeah, it was such good fun. Not really something we'd done before, but we'll definitely be back there to have another go. Mm.
2: And, uh, yeah, you must have really had to rely on the goodwill and and support of a lot of Mm. people to pull off all of these sports and get specialists and people to so you can actually do it safely and properly I mean it it, is probably a lot of people probably too numerous to mention that you need to thank for this
3: yeah absolutely we've had the support of so many amazing sort of local clubs and teams and venues and things there's so many team sports in there that we had to find sort of 15 people per side to make up the numbers so that we can have a full match and yeah we've had so much coaching we had like we went down to the Olympic twenty twelve venues to do some of the events and people have just been so good with their time and with their facilities. And yeah, we couldn't have done it without absolutely everyone that's helped.
1: Did you have an opening
0: ceremony? <laughs> uh, not, not, not as such. We had a closing ceremony last night that involved Guinness. Yes, right. of course it
2: did. <laughs> but aside from
0: that, no, we 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 didn't. It was quite a low-key start yeah. and then sort of the media jumped on board and it's just yeah, it's just been a roller coaster of a ride, and we've just loved it.
2: It just would have been two of you waving at nobody in tracksuits. It might have looked a bit weird. You could have just done it around your living room, I suppose. But Brilliant.
0: yeah, we'd have fallen out over who's going to carry the flag. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's
2: true. So uh, justgiving uh, forward slash fundraising forward pl- f- slash uh, Spennylympics. Uh, that's where people. We'll put it out on them um, on our uh, uh, Twitter feed, so people can go and find that. But um, you're still you're still taking donations. I take it.
0: Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. And they can follow it. If they want to see what we've done, we're on Best Places Instagram, at Spennylympics, um, or they can visit our website at spenny, uh, spennylympics.com, where they, there's loads more about what we've done and there's a link to donate on there as well.
2: Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, good to talk to you both. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Yeah, and you guys, much. thank you so much. There we are, Charlotte Nichols and uh, Stuart Bates, the organisers of the Spennylympics. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, absolutely a, brilliant. To take on so, so many... Yeah. So many sports excellent, so oh, no. many sports as uh, the bloke famously said, of course, on talk sport k9 rahul uh, they 're still coming in, megatronni Rani, stop water stop we don 't want any more of those. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. There we are. that was this afternoon's show, uh, Max alongside me tomorrow, and he 's back on Thursday for the spread and in the studio on Friday. If you can join us for one tomorrow, fantastic, if not. Podcast available around 5. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,